How is everyone doing? This is awesome. We are here for a second week outside. We're doing it. We're making it happen. And it looks like next Sunday is going to be even nicer. We don't know. Of course, the weather can change at any time. But uh, if, it's, if it's nice, we could do this again, right? So this is great. Uh, we're making it happen together as a, as a community. So, well, we are in Mark chapter 12. And I want to talk about rendering unto Caesar. Render unto Caesar. How many have ever heard that phrase, render unto Caesar? Now, a lot of you have. You've heard it used in various different ways. My son AJ will sometimes say to me, Hey, Dad, which character do you want to be on this game? And I think, wait, he didn't even ask me if I wanted to play the game. And so his clever little ways knows that if he asks me if I want to play the game, I might say no, or I might say I want to play a different game. So he just traps me that way, right? right? Have you ever felt like you've been trapped in a game that wasn't one you chose to play in, but somehow you feel like this is the game and the only game, and I have to play along with the rules. I have to play along with everybody else who expects me to play this game. It's a bit hypothetical and some of you will immediately go yes and some of you will have to think a little bit about that. But as you begin to think about it, you begin to make some connections. Things like you're hired in a new company and you realize that there's a sort of way that is expected for you to behave, to perform, that there's sometimes these unspoken rules and you realize that you've walked into a game that is already rigged a certain way and you have to play along. There's a game that is today very, very familiar to all of us and it's one in which you have to play along with what's happening politically in the world. It seems like the game is rigged in such a way that if you say one thing, then you are immediately put into the camp of this side. If you say something else, then you're immediately put into the other camp. And if you don't squarely fit into one of them, you find yourself having to either over-explain or not even enter and play it at all and try to be silent. And this, my friends, is exactly what happens here for Jesus in Mark chapter 12. Render unto Caesar. Many of us have used it when we're talking about paying taxes. Got to pay your federal taxes. Got to pay your state taxes. Got to pay your property taxes, your excise tax. You've got you've to do it. That's, that's the rule. So we just render to Caesar that which belongs to Caesar. And there's a sort of acquiescence, a giving in, a surrendering, a giving up to that. We just have to do it. And then there's other extremes that some of us take where we say, no, I don't want to be part of any system. And so I'm going to create my own. I'm going to fight against the system. I'm going to do things my way. And believe it or not, according to at least what I understand Jesus to be teaching here, that is still part of the game that you are playing. The game is rigged. You are either going to acquiesce or you're going to fight. Either way, both are playing the game that has been set up a long time ago that is 
symbolized by the man named Caesar, who is the emperor during this time. Let's take a look at Mark chapter 12 and read that together. Verse 13, later they sent some of the Pharisees and Herodians to Jesus. Now remember Pharisees and Herodians, we'll come back to that. To catch him in his words, they came to him and said, Teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Notice the setup, the affirmations, they're clever. But you teach the way of God in accordance with truth. Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? Now here's the trap. First of all, let me just tell you who the Herodians and Pharisees are. The Pharisees are the conservative branch. The Herodians are the liberal branch. <laughs> Things don't change very much, do they? Then there were the Essenes who were like, we're completely out of that system. We're not even playing that game. And then there were the Zealots who were like, yeah, neither are we, but except for being like you who hide away in some little corner, we're actually going to carry daggers under our cloaks, and whenever we get a chance, we're going to stab one of these Roman soldiers. Terrorists. So, if you think about this, you either got your conservatives, your liberals, you've got your zealots, your terrorists, your activists who walk around seeking not just to protest, but to actually create problems and trouble. And then you've got the people that just hide out and say, we don't want any part of that. We're going to be pure and be good and try to do our thing. And all of us are somehow finding ourselves in one of those camps. The Herodians and Pharisees. See, the Herodians were like, hey, look, let's just get along. Let's just play the system and pay the tax and do what's necessary because if we do so, then maybe at some point we can tip the scales and we, the Jews, can actually become more in power than the Romans. And the Pharisees were saying, oh, no, 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 no. Because if you pay the imperial tax, you are actually participating in the worship, which was true, in the worship of the Caesar. You're worshiping the Caesar. And we are only to worship Yahweh, our God, the Jewish God. See, what was inscripted on the coins themselves was son of the divine Augustus. On one side, on the other side, high priest. And on the face of the coin was the face of the emperor. The emperor was both divine, the leader, the king, and he was also the priest. King and priest. For those of you who are Christians who have read your Bibles, does that sound vaguely familiar? He was called Lord and Savior. Does that sound familiar? And so if you pay taxes to this system, you are part of it. So believed and said the devout Jews, the Pharisees. And now they have a common enemy. So guess what? They're friends because their common enemy is Jesus. And so they're showing up together. Let's trap this guy. Because if he says, 
no, you shouldn't pay taxes, then guess what's going to happen to him? He's going to get dragged to the governor and be executed. Right? If he says, sure, you pay the taxes, guess what happens? He loses all the conservatives, all the believers, all the, all the Jewish, devout Jewish people. Either way, he loses. They have the perfect trap. Now listen to the affirmation. We know that you are a person who does not care what other people think, but you only care about what God thinks. Clever. Because if you are at all sensitive or predisposed to feeling, you know, a certain way, that affirmation pulls you in a direction. Like, yeah, that's true. That's my, yeah, I don't care what people think. I only care about what God thinks. Set up for what? For him to say, don't pay the tax and for him to get executed. Or if he fights against it in reaction and says, you know, don't do pay the tax, then he loses all these Jewish people. So what does Jesus say? He says, but Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Why are you trying to trap me? He asked, bring me a denarius and let me look at it. <laughs> this is so funny. Bring me a denarius. Uh, dang it. We are carrying one of the Roman coins, aren't we? <laughs> so we're admitting that we actually use it already. You see? And so now they're digging in their pot. It's like, and he's waiting and they're probably looking at each other like, I'm, I don't have any coins. <laughs> what, yeah, what are you talking about? I don't, and then he's looking around and pretty soon someone produces one. And they bring it to him. And Jesus asks them whose image is on this and whose inscription. Caesar's, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, Give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. I love the old, the, uh, old the, the King James is render. So that's the one that's oftentimes used. Render unto God's what is Caesar, what is Caesar's and unto God, what is God's. And they were amazed at him. Now, why would they have been amazed at this response? One is that you could take it at face value and say, oh, he's just saying, go ahead and pay the tax. Go ahead. Don't worry about that. That belongs to Caesar. And many of them would have been satisfied with that superficial understanding of that and walked away and said, oh, that's a clever answer. Sure, we just pay, we stop, we don't fight it. We're not going to fight the system. We're not going to, you know, we're just going to go ahead and pay the tax. But then he quickly also has, but give to God what is God's. And so for those of you who are devout and you worship God, give to God what belongs to God. But here's the thing. It's actually a question in the form of an answer. What's the question? What is Caesar's and what is God's? Do you know? Could you, have, could you answer that? That's a very difficult question to answer. What exactly belongs to Caesar? And what belongs to God? Or, or put it this way. What only belongs to Caesar and does not belong to God? Anybody want to volunteer that answer? Life group questions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, life group questions. Yes, yes. Don't ask it. We already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be a long conversation because it forces what? It forces you to wrestle. 
with, the, with it a lot more. What does belong to God? What belongs to Caesar? So let me uh, dive in a little bit into what belongs to Caesar. The, the coin was symbolic. The currency was symbolic. The currency meant for Caesar power. I have power over. The more wealth you had, the more power you felt you had and you had over other people. It speaks to the need that we all have for autonomy, for the sense of I have power over myself. I have agency. I have freedom. Right? I have freedom. And through wealth, I can gain that freedom. Through wealth, I can gain that independence. I can also get a sense of security, financial security. With it, I don't have to worry about things. If I can finally have enough, then I will be okay. It also gives us a sense of, of significance. Every last one of us has a need to have some kind of positive impact on this world. We want to contribute something. There's something we want to do that is meaningful. And so if I have wealth, then I have some measure of significance. I have some measure of prestige, something that gives me a sense of identity, of, of, of value to this world. But the thing is that it's fraught with all sorts of problems because how much money is enough for you to feel secure? And for those who had much, it never seemed like it was enough. In fact, there was even a more grabbing, there was even more holding onto that. The currency of the Roman coin represented something that actually could never give us what we were looking for. And this is part of what Jesus is suggesting in this rendering to Caesar and rendering unto God is that there are things that we will hold on to that we believe if I have enough of this, it will scratch this particular itch. If I, for example, fight for freedom, I want freedom. And so I'm going to fight for freedom. Well, folks, there's no amount of fighting for freedom to where you will finally feel free. Because freedom is not something that is only externally provided for us. It is something that comes from within. And Viktor Frankl discovered this, of course, in, in uh, Nazi Germany, when he worked among these concentration camp Jews, who many of them had finally acquiesced, had been broken, their spirits had been broken. And they acquiesced. And others were still fighting. But both were playing into the very system, Caesar's system. Caesar knows you're either going to acquiesce because you need the wealth and you need the money and you need these things, or you're going to fight the system. We already know what you're going to do. We know how this game is played and, we've, and we're the ones who are sort of refereeing the entire thing. And so they're watching this. And as Viktor Frankl watched some who acquiesced and just lost their spirit, gave up, broke down, and others who fought and fought and ended up dying, who rebelled in their own ways. Then he found a third group, and that third group was something outstanding that blew his mind and that really changed him as well. And that was that he watched some who, all, who ultimately found freedom from within, even though they had zero freedom on the outside. And he said, these are the ones that when they found a piece of cheese, a tiny fragment of cheese in the dirt, would pick it up and rather than grabbing a hold of it and others fighting for it, 
they would actually break off a tiny fragment of that cheese and give it to someone else. And he said, there is a difference between those who knew that they had the true freedom from within. They were never going to be broken from, from their, their soul. Their soul was never going to be broken. They had this interior that was untouched by the exterior. It was profound. And so when you think about rendering unto Caesar that which belongs to Caesar, Caesar's coins, Caesar's everything that that symbolized, Jesus says, go ahead and give that. Because if you know the truth that you already have significance, that it's something that is, comes from within, that the need or the, the need for security, for having enough already comes from within, that the need for anything else that you have, freedom, it already is present within. And when it is present within and you wake up to that, then when the Roman tax collectors come to take your money, that instead of acquiescing or instead of fighting, that you just, there it is, there's yours. It's your, it's your system. I'm in the system, but I don't belong to the system. And that's why I don't need to fight the system. So I can render to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And now what does it mean to render to God what belongs to God? Well, now I give what? Generosity. See, violence, if I give violence, if I fight, that's giving violence, that's part of the system. If I give generosity, if I give love, then I'm rendering to God what belongs to God. And I'm, in that moment, free. That moment, I am most alive. I am within the system. I am in the world, but I am not of the world. See, that's the most difficult thing to walk. That's the most difficult path to walk. It is easy to pick the acquiescing uh, path or the fighting path. It is easy to pick one or the other. It is absolutely the most impossible thing, and yet it is the most powerful thing, is to be able to be in the world but not of the world, to be in the system and yet not to be possessed by the system, to be able to render to Caesar that which belongs to Caesar and then to render to God what belongs to God. And so oftentimes we feel like we're in a game where if we say something like, yeah, I believe in personal responsibility, then we are supposedly playing for Team Red. If we say, yes, I believe that Black Lives Matter, we are then put into Team Blue. If we say that these, these systems are all crazy, then we're put into that camp like you are just like one of those that you're trying to be against everything and you're just, uh, you know, going solo. So you're either a Herodian or you're a Pharisee or you're an Essene or you're a Zealot. And we're in a game where we feel like we are being given this set of rules, these goals, these, these sides, these referees. And we have this new opportunity Jesus brings a way of being that is completely new and fresh, which is you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to fight the system. You can be in the world, but not of it. 
You can be in there and completely free. You can have no external freedoms and still find internal liberty. And if you walk that path, then it becomes very clear to you what parts, at times, it's always, there'll always be a part that's muddy, but you'll become clearer and clearer what belongs to Caesar. If it's violence, that belongs to Caesar. If it's greed, that belongs to Caesar. If it's hate, that belongs to Caesar. If it's division, that belongs to Caesar. If it's love, if it's grace, if it's generosity, if it's forgiveness, that belongs to God. And so as I wrap up, I want to bring it really home with this one thing that uh, one opportunity that we have in front of us that we could we can take. As you know, our president has been diagnosed with COVID-19. And as I was on Facebook looking at the different reactions, of course, no surprise, is there? This is where there's very little creativity and, and new thought. It's remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable. Hating, uh, pointing out the hypocrisy. Oh, I found hypocrisy. I'm so cool. I have insight. No, no, you don't. You don't. You just stated the obvious. Thank you. Oh, you know, yeah, he had it coming. Well, yeah, thanks for stating the obvious. And it is annoyingly obvious that someone was playing this game and clearly, you know, not a wise game and got COVID-19. Yes. But to render to Caesar that which is Caesar's is to say, I do not choose the path of violence. If you want the path of violence and you want the path of vengeance and you want the path of hate and you want the path of anger and of whatever else is of, the pl of, of darkness, then that's, that's a game I don't have to play. I don't have to. I am in this system, but I don't belong to it. You my brothers and sisters, you're in the system, but you don't belong to it. You don't have to. And none of us actually ever do. Which is why we say, I don't feel like I fit perfectly. How many have ever said, I feel like I fit perfectly in every situation, every group I've ever been in? Anyone here would say that? It's always surprising to me that people say, I just don't feel like I ever fit in. Well, no one ever does. I've yet to find somebody who says, I fit in perfectly. I always have felt like I fit in everywhere I've ever been. So you already are not completely within the system. And Jesus offers us this breath of fresh air. He says, you don't have to. You can render to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And you render unto God what belongs to God. And so here's what I would invite us to do in this moment. Is for us to actually pray for the well-being of our president. To render to God what belongs to God. My brothers and sisters... Your soul belongs to God. Your heart belongs to God. Whether you know it or not, it does. And all of that goodness that lies within you is waiting to be given out because the more that you give out of it, the more that will come to you. The more of love that you give out, the more of generosity, the more of grace that you give out, it comes back to bless you a thousand times over. And that is the true riches. That is the true freedom. That is the true joy. 
And so we don't render to Caesar. We do render to Caesar that which belongs to Caesar. We do. We give it. You want your violence. You want your hate. You want your, here it is. You can have it. It's the reason why when, when Jesus says, if someone asks you, a Roman soldier asks you to walk a mile with him, carrying his load while he mocks and ridicules you because he has the power to do so, what is your response in that moment? Walk the second mile. Render to Caesar that which belongs to Caesar. You want violence? You're, that's, that's yours. I'm not, I'm not holding on to that. That's not mine. You want me to have a reaction? My reaction will be to render to God what belongs to God. More love, more grace, more generosity. And this is why in this moment, I would invite us, no matter what our feelings are towards the President of the United States, no matter what our feelings are to one party or to another, and that, by the way, does not mean not speaking truth. We can speak truth, but right now what's happening in social media is nothing even remotely close to truth. It's a lot of anger, a lot of opinion, and a lot of other things, but very little truth. And most of it is because we're still part of the system and we don't know that we don't have to be. We haven't walked into the good news that we don't have to be part of that system. We can exit it. And the more that we render to God's what is God's, to Caesar what is Caesar's, the more that we see clearly. The more that we relinquish violence, hate, revenge, those sort of things, the more that we realize that vengeance, that hate lies within me. It's not just outside of me. It is within me. And so I can release that. I can give that to Caesar. That belongs to the system of Caesar. But this love, which is also present within all of us, the generosity that's present within all of us, the grace that is present within every, every one of us, that's the stuff that we choose to walk out of. Wow speaking the truth as best as we can. And so, let's take a moment and quietly to ourselves, pray a prayer of blessing and healing for the President of the United States. And release to Caesar that which belongs to Caesar in your heart. Whatever evil comes up, let it come up. It's not shameful. Just let it come up. Right now, I really feel angry. Right now, I feel this. Great, let it come up and then say, that belongs to that system. And then let love and grace and compassion also rise up within you as you pray. Let's do that for the next three minutes and uh, do so in whatever manner you would like, but let's do this quietly to ourselves, to God in this moment. So now together we collectively pray that you would heal our president, that you would bring him back to full health in his body, in his mind, and even in his soul, in his heart. And we extend love and generosity and grace to him and to people with whom we have strong disagreements and differences. We choose in this moment as we become more aware to walk into this new way of being 
with great joy. Thank you for your ways, Jesus. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for your life. Pray these things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.